We there yet? We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Ah, that's me. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, welcome to WTY Podcast. We there yet? I'm Rich Kiamko, and welcome back. I'm here with Aaron Rosen, who's a multi-hyphenated uh, comedian, impressionist, uh, my pickleball partner, uh, body, in- athletic, I don't know, what are you? Athletic director. Ripped. He's just fucking ripped. Uh, this is, yeah. It's hot, bro. It's totally hot, bro. I'm not even gay, but it's totally fucking hot. Uh, why am I even trying to do an impression? This guy came, you walked in, actually, you, well, here's a little f- f- so flash for it, so... Uh, we're going to catch our listeners up because I know we've taken a break. You haven't heard anything from me in a while, and a lot has happened. Like, one, uh, COVID happened. And uh, two, my partner, Sandy Gunner, my beloved, died. So that was a lot. And I just kind of dropped off the earth for a while. But I'm back. Uh, still grieving, but I'm happy to say that I uh, the Laugh Tour Comedy Club is now full-time with four shows a week, Fridays and Saturdays, at Dorian's Red Hand here in Jersey City, across from the Newport Path Station, 555 Washington Boulevard. In Jersey City. And five-minute walk from your apartment. Uh, so the the magic... Key, well, one of the things happens, I just I showed up during right before Omicron and opened this little pop-up there. And it was dead. But you know what? It didn't matter. I was grieving the loss of my partner. And I don't mean to make fun of it or, or diminish it, but it was like the only thing I could do was like, I need to do something, which was comedy, to uh, in addition to all the grief groups I was doing. So I started this little pop-up and... Uh, it was dead for a year, and then it started picking up. And then you came in, yep. I think in August? Sometime in August or September, and yeah. you And you literally were pitching your idea <laughs> using the room. With zero production experience, having never hosted a show or anything, I went up to the, one of the managers. Mike, or Mike the owner. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, I think I kind of want to run a show here. <laughs> Zero game plan. Right, right. And then he's like, ah, you know, I, you should talk to Rich. He's the guy. He's the guy doing it. Yeah. And they were, they thought I was crazy because like, ah, for 20 years, nothing's happened in this club. It's always dead on Saturday. They were, they're busy during the week because it's Wall Street of Jersey City. But on Friday, Saturday, everyone that did comedy or music or whatever died. That's where dreams went to die. And so when I showed up in the middle of, you know, before, in the middle of the pandemic before Omicron, they're like, ah, go for it. They didn't say to me anything. They just thought, okay, well, if this guy could do anything, fine. So... I did it. And then by the time you came along, it was still eh, but it grew, right? You submitted a tape. Here it is. He submitted a tape. You, 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 Mike said, you should talk to this guy. He's a nice guy. He's a good kid. I think it was good kid or nice guy or both. And I was like, ugh, whatever. A lot of people, as you know, submit tapes. So I'm like, yeah. ugh, who knows? But look, the first 30 seconds, not so great. But I'm like, okay. And then one of your voices came on. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. This guy's good. Okay. So it's rough. But I saw that little like, if I get a little spark, if I get a tingle, okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try him out, give him five minutes, and see how he does. And you came, and you like, it was, it was, you did a nice job, and I'm like, and I also knew that, uh, Rich Brooks at at uh, Broadway Comedy had just given you a a residency, so I thought, okay, well if he's got a residency, I mean, I had he was great. Rich was like my. I don't know if he was my first lucky break, but one of my, my great opportunities, theindustryroom.com. Check it out, theindustryroom.com. If you're it's a, young, a really cool space. It's a great, that's a great uh, opportunity for young comics to do theindustryroom.com at Broadway Comedy Club. And 
if he if you hit a certain level, he'll give you spots, give you a residency, and which which you did. So I'm like, okay, if Rich Brooks like gave this guy uh, a residency, I'll I'll you know I'll I'll check him out. So when you did your five minutes, I was like, oh, okay, I'll work with this guy, and I. You know, we developed a relationship and I was like, I'll give him, five. you know, then you started working with me at work in the door, giving you five very basic kind of like comedian intern position. Yeah. And but and I didn't even really talk to you much the first. No, I was just there for work and just trying to, you know, get my jokes and everything. Yeah. And also, you looked so engaged and in the moment running the club like you were doing. Because now you got interns and everything. Well, yeah. Well, now I have interns. It's just, well, I, I've, one of my virtual assistants resigned. But I'm, you know, I have a whole team of people right. making this happen now. Right. So, but I think when you came on board, I was still like the Dr. Seuss machine, like doing everything myself. It was like a Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, don't, I think at that one point, I think I was in the little green room booth area. And I was saying to Ari, Ari Findlay, who's a great comedian. And he'll, I have to have him on sometime. He... Um, oh, and you can go to the Laugh Tour underscore the Laugh T H E L E U G H T O U R underscore. That's Instagram to follow uh, the club. And Aaron is stuff from Aaron, which is S T U F F F F R O M two A's A A R O N. I have to make it challenging for people. Right, right, to find you, but. It's worth it when you get there. It's like Solosietos and hard to find but tough to beat. That's, that's an old Chicago. That is a very old Chicago reference where I grew yeah, up. That one's a little above me. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you didn't watch Glee, Glee. If anyone who watched Glee would know by season five that they had that Solosietos in hand. Anyway, wow. I'm a Gleek. I'm not even. I don't know what season it was, but they do have that. And I'm like, oh my god, that's Chicago. You know exactly what season, what episode, and what time. Stop it. Are you are on. you shaming me? I don't feel safe. I'm still lovable. I'm gonna tap it out. So we're, <laughs> now look, we're pickleball partners too. We had a few. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to that. Um, but anyway, so I want you to do some. Now this is the thing. The first time I saw him do the voices, I got, I got a little tingle. I was like, ooh, okay. This when I see talent, my body like lights up. So I saw a, a piece of it, and so it, like do like your Trump. Well, I'll tell you, Rich, you know, nobody has talent like I do. I have incredible talent. It's the biggest talent. It's the best talent. And quite frankly, I've tried to teach people and they don't want to do it because nobody wants to suffer and go through all the hardships. And by the way, that's a big word, hardship. I never used that word. <laughs> I Trump, never used Trump that. University graduates didn't learn to be you? No, we didn't because they wanted them to. But when they did try to be me, we, we lost all the money. We lost the funding. <laughs> They're still investigating it. It's crazy because I'm, I'm, I look at you and I know you as a person now, right? Yeah. But when you do that, there is a portal that opens. My alter ego. Yeah, yeah. And then like, do you're like Biden? Do your presidents? Do your? Uh... Well, well look, let me give you, let me give you the rundown, Jack. Uh, that Trump University thing's a scam. I'll tell you what's not a scam is that left, left comedy tour club thing on the uh, on. <laughs> Water Boulevard, uh, wherever the hell that place is. It's Washington, five 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 Washington Boulevard, Jersey City. Yeah, should go out there. I remember when I was a little boy. I used to do. I used to. Uh, they would pay me five cents to write a joke for the for the kids at summer camp in Delaware. They'd be so tired and sad because they did all the, the digging in the coal mines. They say, "Here you go, Joe. Make the kids cheer up. Five cents. Give me a nickel." But it's it's like what. Like, like, and then Bernie, you have Bernie, you've got... Right, Obama. I can do, do... Well, let me, let's be clear here, all right? We should not, we should not have 
jokes for five cents. <laughs> we have to account for inflation. So I think we should be charging $5 per joke. <laughs> I'm feeling the burn. I'm and feeling- I, I And I promise I will be there for the WGA strikes, uh, the actors who are pretending they're starving. <laughs> oh my God. It's so, like, now I can ask you because I didn't want to ask you. To- right, get a little, get a little closer. I like it when you touch me like that. It reminds me of. <laughs> oh really? Sorry, boundary, boundary. Uh-oh. It reminds me of the trips that I took on that certain flight. If you catch my drift. I understand, Mr. Epstein's uh, Express. Oh, oof, that's a scary. Well, no, no. So now, now. Um, and then don't wait till we get to Weinstein's Island. <laughs> I, but this, that's the thing that is to me is incredible. Every single voice feels like you're. That's why I was nervous about. You said you wanted to meet my parents. I mean, I met your parents, which I understand more of your origin story yeah, now. There's a lot to unpack. But if there. you meet my mom and dad, I was afraid you would just you would assimilate them because you right, you pick you pick up pieces. It's like you take a piece of their DNA, put it in your mouth, and then you devour their 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 essence. It's a bit like a magic pill. Not the kind that causes hair loss or testicular shrinkage. Uh, more like the safe kind that's been approved by the FDA. That took about uh, 20 years and a lot of people weren't happy about that. But these things take time. <laughs> but that's... So what is the... Uh, how did you first... Like what's the... What is your orange origin story? How were you wounded? What were you wearing? Like, how did this happen? Where did you get this superpower to replicate? Yeah, well, it all started back in Kohog when I was just a little boy. <laughs> Marge. Well, that's that's the yeah the 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 sister. Home is no good for you. I, uh, I haven't done Patty and Selma in a while. But um, okay, the pro yeah so. I would say the first distinct memory that I have is when I did like Family Guy voices when I was at I I'm gonna call it Jew Camp because that's a better name than, oh my than the name that they actually have. I think I might have told you this the name that when I was in like the Jewish youth group thing that my parents put me in. Um, well, it's called USY when you're like in high school and middle school or yeah USY that's what they call it when you're in high school and then they call it Kadima when you're in like middle school. Kadima? That's like the paddles I used to play on the beach. Kadima? Kadima was like pickleball but like neutered. It was oh. just you're just hitting a rubber yeah. Well, cuz there's no net, there's no lines. You just hit the ball back. Kadima was when we hit the ball oh. back. It, it fire all well, in Fire Island. You're hitting Jews. <laughs> but I was hitting with my Jewish friend. He didn't tell me? No, he should have told you. He should have he's a bad Jew. But the name <laughs> but the name of the camp, the summer camp program that they do every year, it's called Encampment. No, I no, swear to God, no, I swear to God. It's a Jewish camp called encampment. Yeah. Why don't you just call it gas chamber <laughs> grounds? Right. Somebody just greenlit it. Like, that sounds good. The kids will love it. But anyway, I was just like making friends and, you know, trying to be fun or whatever. I don't know. And I was just like, I was talking to one of the counselors or someone about Family Guy. Like, oh, yeah, because at the time it was fairly new. I'm like, I love that show. I'm like, yeah, me too. It's hysterical. And then I was just trying to, like, we were quoting lines. That was it. You know, you just quote lines. And that, so that's where I remember distinctly doing, like, an iconic impression. But I remember when I was much younger, my brothers and I growing up, we would always just try and, like, say lines from movies or shows, you know, that we thought were funny or iconic or whatever. And... 
I would always try and go like one step beyond. I wouldn't it was like it wasn't enough for me to just say the line. I would try my best to like really make sure I sounded like them. Right, right. And it's about oh, like now that I think about it too, like what was the first quote? Remember the first quote? I do remember Home Alone when it was just we got on DVD and the part when they first get into the house and they puts like the saran wrap with the glue on him and then he gets hit with the feathers and then the uh, Marv, I think it is, he has his shoes off and he's like, Harry? They see each other after they've gone through all the abuse like, Harry? And the other's like, Marv? And I asked my mom if I could say the hell word, if they were in hell at the time because I was so young. She's like, you could say it because it sounds funny. And I was like, why are you dressed like a chicken? He's like, why the hell did you take your shoes off? <laughs> and my parents like cracked up at that. But um, yeah, like you know what? I, those that was like one of the youngest, earliest things I can remember. But also like we would watch like a lot of movies and like you know how like TBS and USA Network they would dub action movies like Die Hard. So like when Bruce Willis, he's like you know every time he's like uh uh. Yippee-ki-yay, yippee motherfucker, you know? They, they'd they say ridiculous. He'd be like, yippee Mr. Falcon. And it was like clearly someone else that did the different voice, you know? Right, right, right. So we would just say those lines. Like in Fargo, Steve Buscemi, he was like, drop that fucking briefcase. But in the movie, he's like, drop that fuller briefcase. Just words that didn't even right, make sense. Right, 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 right. Just all dubbed. Yeah, so over. we would just make fun of that. Like that was our way. That was like our get-out-of-jail-free card too. Like we could do the line and it would sound goofy. And you're still sounding like the person. Right. Do that fudging briefcase. Or, yeah, 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 exactly. So that's kind of how I think it evolved. Right. Because I mean, the other thing, though, is I wonder, and this is, I don't even know if you can answer it, but like, I know that you and I have different sleeping issues. Like for me, if there is a cell phone with a tiny pin of light somewhere in the room, I can't sleep. Right. But for you, any little noise... And the demons in my head. <laughs> well, those are the demons you're hearing. Okay. No, but you're, I imagine, and the story I tell myself, whether it's true or not, is that your hypersensitivity to sound, perhaps that's why you're so good at replicating these. Because it's like... I think so. You know, like, I don't want to say you're on a spectrum, but like, I... No, no. Yeah. I can remember, I'm visual. Like, I will forget someone's name. Like, yeah, but you, your third button on your Oxford... 6040 bland shirt was cracked because I can see that. Oh, that's spectrum vibes right there. <laughs> that's still lovable, still lovable, but, still lovable. But yeah, no, because I like I remember in college, I would like give people friends rides or things like that. And there was this one girl, and I've heard this a couple times too. Like, I would like put on a song or whatever, we sing or whatever, karaoke, and they, people would be like, Oh my god, you're like pitch perfect, right? And I'm just like, I just hear it very well and I can manipulate my voice to sound as close to that as possible. Right, right. But I don't know how like the accents and all that stuff comes out to like that's you know like doing Cleveland Brown that's um, that's a whole different story. Right, but it's and you were saying too that's like Cleveland Brown is like a very high tight version of Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Yes, he's just a few degrees away from Morgan Freeman. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. I love, I just, it is so satisfying. I don't know, maybe I'm just like a, an impression geek, so you lucked out, but. Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Any new bat devices you have in your bat cave? Wait, was Morgan Freeman part of Batman? What's I 
I was in, I was I helped the R and D section of Batman, and I have this. Did you say R and B? Are you are you canceling I, I yourself? In, I was in the R and B section, and I couldn't lose the Southern accent either. And then uh, no, but he was he was in the Batman trilogy. Oh shit. He did the R and D. He like helped develop the weapons. Right. And Michael Caine, he was Alfred. Right. Master Way, are you gonna do all those bloody push-ups and not even lift a bloody log? Right. Miss Rachel, we'll be seeing you now, right before she blows up. I love it. I love it. The bloke in the white makeup running around blowing up everything. I just want to see him angry. <laughs> <laughs> But you, also, Michael Caine. But, but you also did. See, you made Ian McClellan was reading. Do you even shade about my shorts? Or? Oh yes, of course. Well, those shorts are not. Are they? Are they sanctioned for this occasion? <laughs> Is that the correct height? Or who wears short shorts? <laughs> I believe we wear short shorts. Oh, I love me myself some good short shorts. I love. I've got so many surgeries to reduce the wrinkles and cracks in between the legs, you see. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you said wrinkles and cracks or wrinkles and crocs. Like you have all these sandals up there. Uh, oh, well, I'm an I'm an avid croc collector. <laughs> I stumbled into a gar- garage sale one day and found there were just loads of crocs and I I bejeweled and bedazzled every single one of them, you see. Oh, well, because you are, sir, Sir Alan McKellen. I am. McCrocken, McCrocken. I am, of course, Sir Ian McCrocken. <laughs> now, this is, and I, and listen, we, Aaron and I, for some backstory, have decided that this summer will be, will basically be summer camp for, like, pickleball, punchlines, and podcasts. And we literally pulled this out of your closet. Not last night. And occasional impressions, Mr. Potter. We'll do pickleball only on certain occasions. And the rest of you will be doing writing. <laughs> I gotta work on Alan Rickman. Oh, it's I have great. I've done Alan Rickman. Rickman. He's a little bit like a toad. I just imagine having beady black eyes and slicked back hair and a short temperance. It's great. It's just, and do you just, are you, I mean, there must be some kind of work you're doing to do it, but do you feel like, I don't know, it it just. So it just kind of happens. But sometimes like if there's like a little bit of an impression that I, like sometimes I'll just try and be like, oh, okay, we can kind of get it, and then I'll make maybe tweak it a little bit. Like Trump, that was a few years of tweaking, because I mean he was just so in the right. limelight. Right. You know? But when you do it, it's there's also physical stuff you do in your face. Does that uh, yeah, the gestures <laughs> the, and all? Yeah. The, even the breathing, the teeth yeah, clenched yeah. thing is like, oh, it's so weird because it's also you look like Clark Kent when you have your glasses on. You do look do. like Clark Kent. Re- uh, yeah. No, I really I try and tap now. Over the years, I'm trying a little bit more to like embody the character and not just sound like them. Especially when I'm now that I'm performing and it's like a stage presence that you have to have, you know, because that'll really sell the audience more on who you are. Right. Even you just putting the leaving the mic in the stand and doing both of the Trump hands. Right. That was a new recent thing that I'm doing, and I'm like, oh my god, I should have been doing this long ago. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's all these little pieces. I mean, 
And I hunch over when I'm Biden. <laughs> right. Well, you fall down and yet I fall, fall up. up the stairs when I'm Biden. That's how I get up on stage. I fall up, up the stage. Up the stage. And what what are like some of your favorite? Like you also do you go you do the whole Breaking Bad like like. Yeah, I I mean like I can't really do like a great wall. You know, he's just like Jesse. We need to cook. Right. I mean, it's kind of just like Batman. You know, <laughs> he's like he's like crackhead Batman. Right, but when you do when but, you but, do Mike, like, that's like the one nobody does. <laughs> right. nobody does. All right, Walter. Well, here's what you're gonna do. You first, you're gonna drop your voice about three registers and a little bit of an octave deep. Then what you're gonna want to do is set aside some money for your grandkids so that she could go off to college, and your mother, the mother, won't have to work two shifts and overnight to pay for the kid. I mean, I feel like I'm watching an episode. Of, of Better Call Saul. I mean, you just... Well, you should see the behind the scenes when I do the commentary with Vince Gilligan because ultimately it's a it's ultimately a commentary on capitalism and how it, uh, it completely the, the, the rots our society and how Albuquerque and uh, New Mexico, greater, the greater New Mexico fell to pieces because of the government and the drug use. <laughs> and then Bernie makes a cameo. <laughs> yeah, he, he's at the very last episode of Better Call Saul sitting in the courtroom. I don't know if you caught that or not. Oh, I only remember Carol Burnett. I remember <laughs> We were oh, Carol, Carol and I. Uh, we used to play stickball when we were kids. <laughs> Up in Vermont. Up in Vermont. You were there and uh, babysitting Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. We had uh, we had bagels on the weekends for snacks. You can move the camera. Uh, yeah, 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 so the camera can see your face. So you talk. You can hold. We had back. bagels on the weekends for snacks, and uh, it was a nice time uh, back when society was a lot more stable. <laughs> <laughs> who else? What are other? What are other more? Prominent. Uh, I want to do. I, hold these microphones. I feel like I should say, "You are the love <laughs> of my life." Uh, yeah. So that's a reference to a very specific Mad TV sketch that I showed Rich, and he lost it cracking up. And to be fair, it's hysterical. We have we have spent much time on this sofa watching ridiculous. It has yeah. become summer camp, and I don't know, screening slumber parties. Yeah, Neil Breen and you know, Will Sasso, all that great stuff. Um, other vo- I, I'm trying to think of other voices. Should I go look at the wall? I, look at the I wall. mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah, we have to reference the wall. The wall. So many there's people. A, there's a wall with all these people. You stay right there. You can't. Okay. I'm gonna yell out. I'm gonna yell out. Kermit. Kermit the Frog here. Um, I was married with Miss Piggy, and uh, we uh, got divorced because turns out frogs and pigs cannot get along. <laughs> Oh God! Okay. Um, Hello. No. Oh, hold on. You give me too many names. I got to one at a time. You know. I, some of us don't move so quick like we used to. So I got to do it a little bit slow. You know. <laughs> Let me bring my friend uh, Ben Shapiro. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly, the left is a sick group of people. I, I mean, they, they, they mock billionaires when they when they die in their million-dollar vanity project to go in their submarines. And, and why shouldn't they be able to see the Titanic if they want to? It's their, it's their money. They're entitled to do it. They made the money fair and square. <laughs> Anyone who mocks that is, is really sick in the head, if you ask me personally. Stewie. Stewie. Oh, yes. Uh, 
Well, Brian, uh, what, what would you like some cool whip, Brian? Uh, would you would you want do you want cool whip? You uh, you working on that novel there, Brian? <laughs> still uh, still trying to uh, write that novel? I get tingly. I get tingly. I'm, but I don't know. Maybe there's maybe I have a fetish for like act, for people with impressions. Maybe. Tucker Carlson. Even though I hate Tucker Carlson, you're gonna make me tingly. Well, what's going on? I used to be Fox's primetime top news anchor, and then the, they let me go. And it wasn't because of those emails. Because they said nasty things about President Trump. They wanted to let me go because I was speaking the truth. And now I'm moving to Twitter to speak the truth, which everyone knows is the safest place to speak the truth. And where all the truth comes out to light. (laughs) Oh, uh, the hormone monster. Mm, The hormone monster. Yes, Andrew, touch yourself. You know you want to. It feels so good. Sean Connery. Sean Connery, that's a fun, that's an accent that doesn't lose its luster if you catch my drift. I've had sex with so many Bond women, I'm surprised the downstairs still works. (laughs) Owen Wilson. Oh, come on, man, that's just not right. You know, you want to just, sometimes you get, a lot of people make fun of my nose, but I don't think, that's not my top quality, you know? (laughs) It's that kindness. Jay Leno. You know, everyone makes fun of me for my hair, and you know, I really like cars a lot, you know. And I, you know, Jay Leno's he's a little bit like Mike Tyson, you know, because Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's a little bit <laughs> like Jay Leno, but a little different. Yeah, well, you know, I like the Thunderbird. Well, I like the actual bird, the Thunderbird, you know. <laughs> uh, Keanu. Whoa, Keanu, that's a deep man, deep guy in conflict, you know. Just gotta really, really get into character. I don't know. I gotta work. <laughs> gotta work on him a bit. Working on my self love. Uh, uh, Nick Cage. Oh, right, right. Okay. Mm, we're in it. We're in it. We're doing this. This is what's happening. We're in the role. I'm in it. I'm an action star. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Bill Cosby? Well, you see, the thing is, Rich, I just, do you happen to have any pudding or jello on you? Because <laughs> when you have the jello, then you really, people start to come over to you. They say, I want a little bit of your jello. And I say, okay. And then I got to put the little special sauce in the jello so that <laughs> they can stay a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Liam Neeson. Let me tell you something. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are. But I have a very particular set of skills. And I will find you. And I will eat you. (laughs) I'm a very hungry man. I'm keto. I'm keto. I'm on keto. (laughs) And I know I keto. It's hot. I don't know if the listeners are are feeling just as tingly as I am. It's just... (laughs) Sorry, uh, De Niro. I gotta. I mean, like, oh, whoa! It's more of the face for De Niro, you know. Who's this? Who's this? This wise guy. Who does he think he is? He's got a wise guy here. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Gollum. Smeagol wants fun. We wants the real, the precious one. <laughs> 
That's the students with phones. Uh, what is it? Oh, that's the, that's a student with a, any student, any student any, with a any cell phone. teenager with a smartphone. It's the precious, and they start like spitting venom at you if you take it away. Oh right, right. So talk about because you're you are a school teacher. I'm a school teacher. How that must be? I mean, you you are a, at a disclosed location. At a dis- undisclosed location. Undisclosed, right? Not disclosed. Disclosed, an undisclosed location in an in let's say a challenging area. Right, but uh, yeah, I mean, but the students that I deal with are like so tame and chilled compared to like what other teachers I'm sure endure. Like, I know that I have a cool, decent classroom vibe, but uh, you know, it could be a little challenging. But not nearly compared to like some of the horror stories that I've heard that other right, teachers. Right, right. But you know, some once in a while, like if I'm reading or something, I'll do I'll throw some voices in there. But it's amazing how quickly they forget too. <laughs> like, like that was amazing, and then the next day, like they'll just like read uh, without bringing it up again. Right, like it not, just nothing phases them. Yeah, nothing means David Attenborough. So, so David Attenborough, the teenager is a very temperamental, hormonal creature. They're trying to court their mates and woo them with dances. And gifts of pleasures such as Snickers bars <laughs> and Kit Kats. Oh, talk about the David Attenborough observing a Karen in the wild. The Karen is a particularly aggressive creature. She feels that she is entitled to any and everything because in her mind she is always right and never wrong. At a young age, the mother leaves the nest of the Karen... And sadly, she must fend for herself. But all hope is not lost for the Karen, because evolution has granted her incredible abilities, such as summoning the manager, or proclaiming it's her birthday, or perhaps most deadly, leaving a one-star review. <laughs> now, this is a product of... Rich and Aaron's summer camp. This is yeah. Right? This is our mind melding summer camp. Right. We just mind meld and like brainstorm. It's fun. It's great. Yeah. This is look. This has been an incredible summer so far. Best summer ever. Fist bump. There we go. Without the bro energy. Um, now, how can people follow you? How can they find you? Yeah. Anywhere you type in stuff from Aaron, uh, YouTube, Instagram. I barely use Twitter anymore. Whatever. It's falling apart. So I don't really <laughs> Twitter's care. A, Twitter's a, yeah. it's, a, it's such a disaster. It's a dump. It's so nasty. I love Elon. Big guy. Big genius. Big brain. But he's not doing what he should be doing. So instead, he's going to fight Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so I, 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 I can't tire I hope both of them lose oh god oh god is there a big enough dumpster fire I would say that like they'll probably get brain damage but I think they already have it um I think we all have after the last three years are we we even in reality now do we even know no way do we even know if anything here is Is real right no but (laughs) what is real potentially is uh where you can follow me so yeah stuff from Aaron two A's whatever medium you want to use doesn't matter um, yeah. Except my OnlyFans. <laughs> That's different. What's separate? An undisclosed location and, and like. 
Uh, yeah. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks. Uh, for my an, an inaugural return to media post, you know, early COVID and, and the death of my... I mean, this is... this. I, I will tell you, this is the most fun I've had in my life. I cannot believe oh, the really last... Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Me this, too. This has been... I don't know, a couple months now. When we find you, actually, I was talking to Ari Findling, and you mentioned pickleball, mm-hmm. and I was like, ugh, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it because it's good for company bonding, you know, build rapport, <laughs> yeah. team building. And then you show up, I'm like, okay. And then I was hooked. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked on pickleball. I'm hooked on this. This, this friendship has been incredible, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen from this whole pickleball. Summer camp of Rich and Aaron. The, I'm, the Friendship Alliance. Right. It's the, the Friends League of, I don't know. I'm trying to not be too toxic and deflect that. I care. This has been It's amazing. just a good and happy friendship, partnership, you know. Yeah, it's great. Good, I think camaraderie. I, I'm not, I, like, I, I, I want to quote you. The, I'm not a universe guy, but I think the universe made this happen. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Something along those I don't lines. Know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do a bro in front of you, but I feel like. Uh, yeah, you're doing Bernie. You're doing like young, bur- <laughs> young, young, tough Bernie. Young bro, do- Bernie. I'm just saying, it's not two percent because uh, really, if you do the numbers, it's like forty-seven <laughs> percent. You're like Bernie at the gym. Like I only drink two percent milk to get the gains. <laughs> to get the gains. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is Rich Camco. You can follow me at Rich Camco, R I C H K I A M S M R C O, or follow WTY Podcast wherever that is WTY P O D C A S T or WTY Pod. Uh, and you, you, if you're listening to this, you'll figure it out. But uh, I'm Rich Camco. I've been here with Aaron Rosen. Uh, I'm so excited. Thank you for joining us and tune in for more from the Rich and Aaron's Pickleball Punchline Podcast. Summer camp. Yeah, that's a good, got a good ring to it. <laughs> that's going to be a long, awkward hashtag and engraving. I love it. Okay, well, thanks so much. Thanks. Okay. It's a comedy journey. <laughs> <laughs>